0: Hi, this is Paul Humphreys, this is the Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast. everybody, and welcome to episode 65 of the Weird, Wacky, and Wonderful Stories podcast.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: And today, this is going to be just us again. I really apologize to those people who are hoping for an interview, but we got shed loads of you that think it's pretty cool when it's just us.
1: We've got some things to talk about before it starts, though, don't we?
0: We absolutely do. So, we have to announce the winner of the Truth Proof 3 book. I have trouble saying Truth Proof 3, apparently, by Paul Sinclair. And the winner is, and by the way, this person won it by sharing the post like we recommended. You
1: you can't do it like me. That's
0: it. Thank you very much. We ought to get the bird doing that. We ought to get our bird downstairs doing it.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Or the dog or something. Anyway.
1: Probably have better luck getting her to do it.
0: (laughs) You realise what we're doing now is we're actually providing that level of suspense that they do on the game shows they do it on like I'm a celebrity get me out of here all the time when they say you know and the oh, winner yeah. is and the or winner whatever is... and then they leave you waiting 10 minutes yeah and we always call them wankers when they do that and here we are doing it
1: i don't think people think I'm a wanker okay i, you... I can't wank
0: well too many things i could say to that <laughs> okay mm. the winner is not a wanker david burnett
1: yay Woohoo! Lots of stuff for you. No, actually, only just one thing. Yeah,
0: just the book. We'll get in touch with you, and we will ask you for your address. Thank you very much. And we will get it in the post to you right away.
1: And we're not stalkers. We won't come visit you or anything.
0: Well, I won't. (laughs) Bella has been known.
1: (laughs) I have not.
0: I also have a little faux pas, a little mistake that I made on the last episode.
1: No, this would be a big faux pas, because you don't even know what your own... Bundle of Joy is called.
0: Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. But in your words, it came out of your loins, or should I say he came out of your loins, which we established last time as well, although he didn't. And you didn't correct me on his name. But... How do you
1: know I wasn't abducted by an alien? Well, that was... Or visited by one when you've been away?
0: I would explain a lot. Mm. Annie was the winner last time from, from Hungary. Hungary. Correct. She got back in touch and said, Oi, you idiots. In, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But it isn't Esteron. Read my email, bitches. It's Estron. E-S-T-R-O-N. Estron.
1: Okay, then. So
0: (laughs) that's our alien's name, Not to be
1: confused with Esteron or Estrogen or anything like that.
0: What does Estrogen do? It's the lady hormone, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: Okay. Do you know, you make a hormone. How? Don't pay her. Nice. Mm, Classy show this. Mm -hmm. We had an email from... Richard Enriquez. Now, he's been in touch before. You've heard him mentioned on the show before, I'm sure. And he also did, I don't know if you remember, but that intro a little while back where it was in Spanish. Do you remember Yes, that it one?
1: was bilingual, I think.
0: He, well, he did, yeah, exactly. He did one in English and then another one in Spanish. He has got in touch with us again and mentioned that we really should do a show on historical pub names,
1: Too bad we couldn't just go visit the pubs. That probably would have been a lot of fun.
0: Well, yeah, research. It would have been a nice way to research them. But he got in touch having found an account of a pub online that's called the Eels Foot Inn. I think he was quite intrigued as to how this got its name and so researched it, found there was quite an interesting story behind it and then recommended that, we do that, that we have a look at it. Yeah. Richard, thank you very much. Cracking idea. I love this idea. So we've done a bit of research ourselves and we found quite a few really weird names of pubs and also some pretty rude ones as well, which I think you've got there better, haven't you?
1: Yeah, because I always have the rude stuff.
0: I know. Have you noticed that? as a theme there.
1: So are you going to tell people the story behind the Eels Foot Inn?
0: Sure. Well, first of all, the history and the name of the Eels Foot Inn dates back to 1533, believe it or not.
1: Wow, were you there then?
0: I feel like it sometimes. The current Eelsfoot Inn building actually dates back to 1642, when it was originally two cottages. But the original Eelsfoot Inn, as I said, dated back to 1533. It was recorded as an alehouse situated somewhere near these three buildings that are currently there. Anyway, there's three possibilities as to how this got its name. Either it came from heel's foot, which is a cobbler's implement... Now the records of this pub date back to the Middle Ages, as I said, in the seventeenth century, and the cottages were originally a cobbler's cottage. And so the idea of it being the heel's foot, which is a cobbler's implement, maybe that's where it came from. The other thing possibly was that it could have been named after eel's boot, which is a type of woven reed basket used in eel fishing, and this place is quite close to the coast. Another Explanation is it's a derivative of Neil's boot, N E A L E S boot, named after a medieval priest who actually managed to trap the devil in his boot and tossed him in the river. The devil managed to escape disguised as an eel.
1: Well, I don't think if the devil escaped disguised as an eel that anybody would have wanted to name a pub after the guy anyway.
0: Well, maybe, but
1: remember. And then then he would have to go to the cobbler that used to be there to try to get him make him another boot.
0: What? Eels don't have one foot, let alone two. What no, would you not him, boot? you nut.
1: The, whatever he was. Neil. Yeah, Neil.
0: Oh, so Neil lost his boot having trapped the devil in it and chucked it yeah. away. Now he needs another boot, so he needs yeah. to go back to the cobbler and make another one. Yeah. Possibly. Maybe. Maybe.
1: Maybe that's why the third cottage just mysteriously appeared.
0: Well, actually, thinking about it, in the Bible, in Genesis, where there was that whole Garden of Eden scene... Didn't the devil arrive as a snake? Yeah. Snake and eel not too far apart, are they? <laughs> no,
1: but <laughs> did you only just now make that connection?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. But what I'm saying is is that, <laughs> What? What I'm saying is, <laughs> no, is you, that the you, devil you, probably no, sinking after <laughs> he disguised himself as an eel. Hey, this worked before. I was a snake before. Hang on a minute. Underwater snake, I need to breathe in the yeah, water. What could I, I be? eel? It.
1: You know I mean? I'm not. I'm not disputing that. What I'm disputing is your brain power, because it took you from before we started this podcast till now. It
0: literally dawned on me right now.
1: Yeah. Well, even when Richard sent it to you, so it's gone back further than when we started. All right. Yeah. Let me get a big thing a minute. No. That's because <laughs> I'm a
0: bit slower than the average bear. Boo boo. The eel's foot. I'm talking about the pub now. Because of its close proximity to the sea, it was also a favourite stop-off for travellers, drovers and smugglers.
1: What's a drover? People who went in crowds and stuff to see things. Is that about what it is? A what? You know, like a crowd of people who flock to somewhere to see it?
0: No, but you're quite close when you say flock, because a drover is someone whose job it is to make sheep or cattle move from one place to another in groups. So you could say a cowboy is a drover.
1: Yeah, probably a lot sexier than one of them. What cowboys?
0: Cowboys are sexier than smugglers and drovers and travellers. Yeah, I can't really. uh... I tried to
1: buy you some cowboy boots once, but it didn't happen. And I thought maybe I'd get you a cowboy hat, but I really wanted
0: some cowboy boots. Mm. I was disappointed when you told me you were going to get them for me and you never did. Yeah, well. So you think that cowboys are attractive?
1: Not the ones that ride on like tractors or anything, you know, but the real cowboy on the horse with the hat and the boots mm. and the gun and he's always a good guy and yeah, like that. And
0: tough. Yeah. Well, did you know the origins of pubs often stem from Roman times when tabernae would hang vine leaves outside as a trading sign in order to alert passers-by that wine was sold within. Cool. It's been suggested that when Romans invaded Britain, there was quite a short supply of vine leaves. So instead of hanging vine leaves up, they hung bushes outside to mark the inns, because obviously the inns were in people's houses, and so they looked very much like any other place. So this bush now outside would mark the place of this new pub or inn. Good for the environment too. Well, it's now a reason why... We have a lot of pubs today. A Quite a common name for a pub is the Bush, or the Holly Bush, or the Bullen Bush. Bush is named quite a lot because of this historical link or tie to these bushes.
1: Well, I've got to be honest, I really can't think of a pub that I've seen in the UK that had anything to do with a the bush.
0: There's loads of them.
1: Well, there I really know, is. but you, you're you're a much more travelled individual than me, so... Have you ever
0: heard that Cockney song? Down at the old and Bush? No. no. So in the Middle Ages, the first proper public houses didn't appear until centuries later when medieval publicans would hang distinctive objects outside their inn in order to make them seen and noticed by people.
1: Hey, it's pretty interesting how close Republican is to a publican. Why? Well, because most politicians these days are just plain stupid. Pissed. You can go go into a bar and get served by a publican who will make you pickled.
0: Hmm. Have you just upset every Republican now? All the Democrats are going, yay, she just just (laughs) said all Republicans are drunk.
1: I fucking hope so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we can't do that. We're going to end up getting complaints again. Oh, fuck it. Names such as the plough, the copper kettle and the boot were named so because those were the items that were put outside the place. Hmm. Sometimes there were objects such as a blue door, for instance. And so there have been pubs with that sort of same name as well. Other inns took a different approach. They were looking at religious houses during the time of Richard the Lionheart. And they ran the earliest inns catering for pilgrims, knights, on their way to the Crusades in the Holy Land.
1: So what did they do?
0: A load of these pubs ended up as sort of stopping places, places where they could rest and you know, get refreshed while they were making this long, arduous journey. So pub names that kind of are used today now but from that time are things like the Turk's head, the Saracen's head, the Lamb and Flag. And you might say, why the Lamb and Flag? Were there lambs going off to fight? No, there wasn't. But the Lamb represented Christ and the flag, the sign of the Crusaders.
1: Right, okay.
0: Around the 12th century, the naming of pubs and inns became really popular. But obviously, back in those days, there weren't many people that could read and write. So they ended up then having to have artwork on them to depict the name of the pub.
1: (laughs) Can you imagine the artwork that would have been on the pub in Monmouth that was called the Cock and the Swan?
0: Well, hopefully they were talking about two birds, but I know that you've got a few later on where we could... Look at those totally differently, and yes, mm. imagine the pictures on those.
1: That pub is no longer here, is it not? No, I don't it's even closed. know where it was. Where was it in Monmouth? Yeah, whereabouts? Somewhere in Monmouth. Thanks for that. I can't tell you. I couldn't tell you how to get to it now. You already know. I don't know my way around, like anywhere.
0: Yeah, it's amazing you find your way home. Yeah. Some of the signs, some of these pictorial signs, would then show the items that were for sale so wine was obviously a big thing in the roman time but then it became beer and so there were names like the hop pole the barley mow, or the three barrels which still again are used today but again came back from those 12th century times in 1393 during the reign of king richard ii an act was passed which made it compulsory for pubs and inns to have a sign in order to identify them as official watering holes Many adopted the white heart as their sign, because this was the personal badge of the king, and today it's the fourth most popular pub name in the UK. The crown was also a popular choice, as it was an easy way of pledging support to the reigning monarch without having to change with the occupant of the throne. Another popular name from that time is the Rosen Crown, which celebrates the end of the War of the Roses and the uniting of the Red Rose of Lancaster and the White Rose of York when Henry Tudor married Elizabeth of York. Before the Reformation during King Henry VIII's rule, many pub names took a religious theme and the religious influence on British pub names would have continued indefinitely had it not been for the dissolution of the monasteries. At this point, many of the pubs were quick to eradicate any kind of Catholic or religious link. So the Ark became the ship. Right. And St Peter, which is obviously the guardian of the gates of heaven, became the cross keys. Other publicans played it even safer by hastily adopting loyal names such as the King's Head or the King's Arms.
1: The King's Head? Well, what are you all... talking about, his toilet? How was the
0: King's Head a toilet?
1: A head is a toilet.
0: Really? Yeah. In what language?
1: It's a toilet. Look it up.
0: I'm going for a shit in the head. Look it up. Really?
1: Yes. Be prepared to admit.
0: People, I am Googling this right now. That you are wrong. Toilet referred to as head. A toilet on a ship is called a head. Thank you. No freaking way. (laughs) For reasons that go back to the days of sail. That term comes from poop. The French word for stern or rear of the ship. The French word poop comes from the old provincial or Italian word pop, P-O-P-P-E, which in turn comes from the Latin poopis, not poop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Mm ToiletGuru.com. Literally, ToiletGuru.com. I did not know that. I've heard of poop deck, know what that is, and never knew... A toilet was called the head. I'm going to really upset people in work tomorrow when I go into work and I say, <laughs> Who shat on the head? So uh, when people call someone a piss head, they really just call them a toilet. So yeah. someone's pissed on, on the head. Do lots of Americans know that.
1: Yeah, I don't I know. Thick? I just, I think probably more people than you realize know it. But, you so know. I'm
0: thick. It's so the second time in this show today. I, you've called me thick.
1: I did not call you thick. You
0: all right, insinuated, insinuated
1: that you were thick, and yeah. then I just sort of
0: this is weird because this, this episode has taken a total about turn because it's usually you that's me sort of made to look stupid, and this time it's me. <laughs> all right, okay, then names with a religious slant which survived and are still in use today often indicate that the inn is located in a close proximity to a church or at some point in their history. Examples include the angel and the bell. The bell is another part on the end of your cock. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Okay. The royal oak.
1: Although I don't have a cock.
0: Well, I didn't mean your cock, per se.
1: Okay, good.
0: Thank you. So, following the Battle of Worcester in 1651 in the English Civil War, the defeated Prince Charles escaped the Roundheads and managed to flee to Boscobel House in Bishop's Wood, Staffordshire, to seek refuge. In order to evade Cromwell's troops, Charles found a great oak tree a short distance from the house, now known as the Boscobel Oak, which he climbed, successfully hiding out in its branches for a day before spending the next night cramped into a tiny priest hole within the house. (laughs) Into a tiny priest hole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's that's quite interesting. A tiny priest hole. Did I say hyphen hole? (laughs) When Charles was eventually able to escape to France, little did he know that this tree-climbing escapade would become so famous. The tale captured the public imagination and people told and retold the story of the oak tree, so much so that when he later returned as King Charles II on the restoration in 1660 many pubs were renamed the Royal Oak in his honour. There are loads of Royal Oak pubs. Instead of being regarded as a symbol of defeat, the Royal Oak came to represent defiance and loyalty to the kingdom. Yeah, because defiance and loyalty, they're at juxtapositions to each other. How can you be defiant and loyal at the same time? I don't know.
1: If you go to the pub there and drink enough, I'm sure someone could find a way to do both.
0: Mm. Did you know that the 29th of May was declared Royal Oak Day. So all of those people that are listening that go to a pub called the Royal Oak, make sure you tell them that the 29th of May is Royal Oak Day. And as such, you are... Entitled to a free drink. Exactly. Thank yeah, you. I we'll see how that works
1: out. out. Let us know how that works out for you. Yeah,
0: and if you do get a free drink, let us know and you know, maybe send one our way. Another theme within these pub names and, and pub images on their signs is heraldry. Since red, black, white, and golden lions have formed a part of royal coats of arms following the Norman conquest, the red dragon formed part of the Welsh coat of arms, the unicorn, part of the Scottish, and the white horse was part of the Hanoverian arms. The rising sun is said to be from the badge of Edward the Eighth, and the white boar was from the emblem of Richard the 3rd
1: Wouldn't it be cool if there was just one? You know, like somebody, just one somebody back in history who's just been like, I want a cat on my coat of arms, please. Just a cat.
0: Well there probably is. I mean Not look, a lion, look it
1: up. you know, just a cat. Yeah. Or or, you know, like I don't know. I want a puppy on my coat of arms or
0: That's what yours would be, wouldn't it? A it, puppy? Yeah. I reckon you'd have something like a puppy on your coat of arms.
1: No. Maybe well, maybe our our doggie, she could be on the coat of arms. She's very pretty.
0: What would we call our pub? Lily's Head. I'll I'll let you think about <laughs> that, and you can tell me at the end of the show. Have a think about what you would name a pub. Okay, trades. As a way of gathering custom, many public houses chose to associate themselves with the predominant trade in the area, so that different craftspeople who were working in the area would go to and be loyal to that particular pub. So in such as the Golden Fleece was obviously represented the wool trade. The bricklayers would be the masons, the saddlers, blacksmiths, carpenter's arms. All of these sorts of places derive from the pub trying to gain trade from trading. I would have one called trading. the
1: blacksmith's iron. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? I don't know. You just said to name it, so I just You had till it. the end of
0: the show to think, and you came up with something that doesn't relate to you in any way.
1: It didn't have to relate to me. You, you but I just think that's a cool name, the blacksmith's iron.
0: I thought you were going to pick something that was going to be really kind of, I don't know.
1: so sorry to disappoint. I could call it the Yankee Doodle in. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, the Yankee Doodle Randy.
1: <laughs> Who's Randy? You! No! <laughs> I'm a girl. The Yankee wait, Doodle wait, wait, Brandy. Wait, 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 we could do wait that. Gonna... No, no,
0: no, 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 no. What does Randy mean in America? I know it, clearly it's a name, but in this country, Randy means that you're... Kind of like sexy, kind of like, up for it.
1: But I'm not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Yankee Doodle Randy, that's why I said it. It'd be like, I know
1: that's what you said, but I'm not. You're not what? You said it was going to be my pub. I can't name it the Yankee Doodle Randy. (laughs) Ah, moving on.
0: The black pussy. You said you wanted a cat on the thing. Moving on. Sporting names. Hunting was obviously quite a big sport back then, and a lot of the pubs and inns took the names from the local hunts. So things like the greyhound, the fox and the hounds, the dog and the duck, heron hounds, the bird in hand, all of these were said to derive from King Henry VIII's love of falconry. And the cock, from Falconary? the days when cockfighting wait, wait, wait. was a popular pastime.
1: Falconry? Time. Doesn't that have to do with Birds?
0: Yeah, well, the bird in the hand is said to derive from King Henry VIII's love of falconry.
1: I know, but... Oh, okay, just that one in particular. Yeah.
0: And the cock from the days when cockfighting was a popular pastime.
1: See, the cock and the swan.
0: Yeah. Nowadays, more modern sports are represented with such names as the cricketer's arms or the angler's rest.
1: What's an angler? Is that a, a fisherman? fisherman? Yeah.
0: Or a mathematician. What? And they like angles, don't they? Oh, I it's, suppose. It's not, it's not really. It's a fisherman. Yeah, I know. Okay. As people became more mobile, and then they required coaching inns, or what we would call these days service stations, the pubs then changed their names to things like the Coach and Horses, the Wagon and Horses, or the Horse and Groom. Later, the advent of canals and railways gave many towns a navigation, or a railway, or a station in. It's quite interesting, isn't it, how... Uh, the people in the UK appreciate it. In America, they don't tend to have pub names like that, do they?
1: My favourite bar was called The Horse You Rode In On. Was it? Back home, yeah. It, what it, was it, that it movie
0: was... where he said, fuck you and the horse you rode in on?
1: Was yeah, that Porky's? Well, the... I can't remember. That's like a common saying.
0: Yeah, it was. It was Porky's. Because he... the line is something like, fuck you and the horse you rode in on, and then another guy says, colourful redneck humour. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, I,
1: can't, I don't know what movie it's from i just know it that's a, it's i just know that's a popular thing
0: it's just sad that i spent so much of my time as a teenager watching that that i can almost quote it verbatim now i wonder if that kind of turned me into the person i am today
1: reminds me of the the gym teacher
0: oh lassie
1: yeah lassie that's it
0: ah oh, that guy laughing behind the curtains
1: and miss Ballbreaker.
0: miss Beulah Ballbreaker. yeah
1: Breaker or bricker?
0: Uh, when she goes to, he's got his his uh, tallywacker. She call, calls <laughs> it. Got tallywacker through the hole in the girls' changing room. You know that because like, there was a mole hole. on it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> have you seen this prick?
0: Remember he said they'd have a lineup. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway,
1: we're probably telling her age there.
0: Yeah, tell me about it. So, British pub names. There are some pretty odd ones. So there's one in Cornwall called the Bucket of Blood.
1: Lovely. Would
0: you go for a drink in the Bucket of Blood? You would. You'd have a drink anyway. You...
1: Uh, I'd probably go there because I'm a morbid kind of girl, but you know. Well,
0: this is a in a place called Philack, P-H-I-L-L-A-C-K, and it's the only pub in Britain. <laughs> that sounds
1: awful lot like phallic.
0: <laughs> doesn't it? If, in fact, if you mixed around the I and the A, it would say phallic. It's the only pub in Britain to have this name. There's no other pub. So a lot of pubs do share the names of other pubs, but this one is on its own.
1: I wonder why.
0: It's in a small town of Hale, and we've actually been to Hale because we went to Flambards Mm -hmm. in Cornwall, and that's Mm -hmm. right near Hale, and we we passed through Hale. Apparently they do serve good food and local beer.
1: Probably do some really good um, black pudding there. Black
0: pudding? Oh, because the bucket of blood. Okay. (laughs) Black pudding for those not from the UK is what I think people other people call blood pudding. I'm still surprised to this day that Bryce likes that because he's the, the most picky, uh, picky. picky eater mm-hmm. that you'll ever meet. And he eats Scrapple in America, which is just the grossest thing. Uh, if you eat meat that's green, then that's, <laughs> that's a hit and a half for your ass, that is, let me tell you. And like it. I mean, that's even worse. So anyway, the pub. This place, the Bucket of Blood, is surprisingly or unsurprisingly now rumoured to be haunted and spectral figures allegedly stand on the opposite side of the road gazing at the pub whilst inside there have been reports of strange noises and unexplained phenomena. Why? Because apparently the gory name arose when one morning the landlord went out to the well to draw a bucket of water and instead pulled up a bucket of blood. On investigating the cause, it was found that a body lay at the bottom of the well. The mutilated corpse was allegedly that of a revenue officer that was disposed of by the pub patrons. And the pub patrons, back in those days, were local smugglers and criminals. And in fact, Cornwall has got a very long history with smugglers because there's so much of it is coastline. Mm -hmm. So the pub sign, actually, as you can see there, there's a picture of you there for you, Bella, shows... A guy drawing a uh, pail up from the well with blood spilling out all over him. Lovely. How yep. would you explain that to your kids when you're driving past?
1: Uh, go in there and get a Bloody Mary. Uh,
0: you could say that, couldn't you? Oh, no, uh-huh. it's tomato juice, lovely.
1: They're called... <laughs> Bloody
0: Marys are tomato juice, yeah. That's the way you could get around it. There's one in Mayfair, which is in London, called The Only Running Footman. Now the only running footman is they reckon slimmed down from what was originally called "I am the only running footman." It's a crazy name for a pub, really. Footmen were employed back in the day by the very wealthy households in London to run before the carriages. You know that they used to have the old carriages where, or the cars where they'd hold a flag, you know, and walk in front of the cars in olden times. Did you know you ever know about that? No. Well, when cars first, because obviously people were used to the horse and carriages and everything, you'd hear the (laughs) down the cobbled streets and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, When it then became cars, they were concerned that the cars would frighten the horses and that there was still a little bit of unsurety, I suppose, as to whether they were dangerous or not. So they used to have to employ someone to walk in front of the cars with a flag to let people know there was going to be a car coming. So the cars were only ever go at like walking speed because they had to well, going front. Well, that's just silly. Well, it's <laughs> silly, but you didn't have a horse that you had to feed and look after and and everything else. You just had this this car. So footmen were known originally to travel in front of the carriages, and then when the carriages became motorized, to go in front of the car.
1: That would piss me off. Be looking in the paper for a job, and it'd say, "Oh, we need a footman to run in front of
0: our car." You're employed by a wealthy household, which probably had some kind of level of esteem attached to it, I would have thought. Their whole idea was to obviously clear the streets to make way for the, the cars. So there yeah, would be people, then... there would be carts and all that sort of stuff that they would have to clear out the way, and, <laughs> and animals.
1: And, and then somebody got smart and said, let's just stick a horn on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Arr, arr. Yeah. yeah. Over time, the city streets were improved, especially after the Great Fire of London, where It decimated so much of it that they ended up having to rebuild. The need for footmen in their original role disappeared. The job evolved, however, and they became household servants called upon to run errands. Often, they were picked for their stature and good looks because the better-looking footman you had was a a sign of how wealthy you were. I guess
1: Hmm.
0: they were known to be quite athletic, obviously, because they were running here. There, yeah. No
1: shit, you ran or you, you ran or you got run over.
0: Exactly. Well, one of these running footmen retired from service and was able to buy an establishment in a muse off Berkeley Square in Mayfair, which it, today is a really, really expensive, affluent area of London. He named it, this muse, I am the only running footman, presumably because he felt he was the last of his kind. Hmm. So that is still there today. It's now a gastropub, of course, because it's in Mayfair and that's kind of what they have there.
1: Was a gastropub?
0: They serve like... A You know, like like food, but it's like it's supposed to be a higher class food Mm. for a pub. It's not normal pub food.
1: Well, I'm not going to go into as much detail as you because, you know, most people wouldn't remember it anyway after they went there and had a drink or two. True. So mine are just, you know, short ones. So my first one is called Dirty Dicks.
0: A pub. Yep. Called Dirty Dicks.
1: Yep. Because there was this dude named Richard, and once his wife died or whatever, he just refused to do anything, any cleaning of any kind, and that included cleaning himself as well. So. Dirty
0: bastard.
1: Mm. And then I've got the famous cock.
0: The famous cock.
1: Yeah. Nobody really knows where the name came from, but it is one of London's oldest pubs. Next one I have is called Ye Cheshire Cheese.
0: Eel, it's not really a rude one, is it? Ye Cheshire Cheese.
1: No, but...
0: It's a weird name for a pub, though. Yeah. Uh, Oh, mate, going down for a drink down the old Cheshire Cheese.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe guys could say that, and maybe the wives didn't automatically associate it with a bar, and they didn't care if they went out or something. I don't know. But anyway, they don't know why it's called that or whatever, but it is one of London's oldest pubs, and they say Charles Dickens used to drink there, so...
0: Charles Dickens in the old Cheshire Cheese.
1: It's ye old Cheshire Cheese. Then we've got the hole in the wall.
0: Like a cash point machine.
1: Yeah, well. Imagine it says that a no, cash point machine
0: typing your, your pin number and in and getting a pint.
1: It says no, it's not a cash machine. You'll be putting money into it and certainly not taking any out. So sure, that's right. The bull and the gate. Doesn't really seem all that odd to me, considering some of the other ones we've heard.
0: Well, especially now we, we kind of understand where they these kind of things came from.
1: Originally it was called belong b- belong blogny blowney ba gate I don't know but whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah anyway <laughs> that's what it used to be called but since nobody could pronounce it they decided to change it to the bull and the gate probably a good idea yeah how about especially, if,
0: especially when you're drunk and you're trying to call a taxi afterwards? Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but see, if you did that, they'd probably go, oh, yeah, we know where you are. You're yeah, at yeah. that one nobody knows the yeah, name exactly, of. It's yeah. fine, we'll be there. Then we've got the Fanny on the Hill.
0: The Fanny on the Hill. Now, you guys call the.
1: A Fanny is a butt.
0: Yeah, the back bottom. Whereas the back in, bottom. in the UK, a Fanny is the front bottom.
1: Well, this pub's no longer actually open. Which I'm really surprised about, to be honest. But, you know, I I would think that people would want to go there.
0: Yeah. Where have you been all night?
1: Only up the fanny. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was dead because his wife killed yeah, him. <laughs> exactly.
0: That's why that place isn't there anymore.
1: Then there's one called the Job Centre. But it, it actually did used to be a job centre before it became a bar. <laughs> So anyway, I wonder if
0: the same people frequent it who went to the job centre.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I don't know.
0: I suppose if they got a job, they can now afford to drink. Although, having said that, a lot of the pubs that I used to have to work in, in because doing the the job that I do meant that I had to go into pubs and fix things.
1: Be careful. Most of,
0: most of the people that were in certainly a certain brand of pub were unemployed people. There mm-hmm. were people that would be in there from. Like crazy, o'clock in the morning, like eight o'clock in the morning, they'd be going in and drinking pints and pints.
1: Oh, I'd be there. Somebody, somebody come and be like, God, don't you have a job? I do, as a matter of fact. I'm a beer taster. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> and then I've got one called John the Unicorn, which I thought of this when you were reading about the unicorn and the and the horse and mm. all that. But really, this this dude just bought this because his daughter had a a cuddly unicorn that she used to love, and she named it John.
0: So he bought a pub and called it John the Unicorn in in honour of his daughter and her toy. Yep. That's pretty cool, actually. That's a nice one to finish on.
1: Yeah. So that's about that.
0: Yes. Hope you enjoyed that. Thank you, Richard, again for your idea. That was quite interesting. And I learnt a lot, actually, because now when I travel on my travels with the job that I've got and I pass these places... I'll maybe spend a little moment and try and think how they originated, how the name originated. And I think that having gone through some of the things that we went through today, I'm going to have a pretty damn good idea now.
1: So this doesn't really have to do with names of pubs or anything, but I liked going into the Skirid. Yeah, well, the
0: the Skirid is near Abergavenny for those people that don't know. That is a haunted place, isn't it? goes back, goodness knows how many years. In fact, the guys from Spun, Supernatural, Paranormal, Unexplained Network, they actually recently did an investigation there.
1: Well, even if you don't see a ghost, you you know you can get so drunk that you think you see one. That's that's okay too, isn't it?
0: Yep, yep, that works. The Do you remember when we went there? And there's actually the hanging beam there. Do you remember that? There's actually a beam in this place where. If you go between the bar and you go out the back into where the beer garden is, you're going to pass under a beam, which was the hanging beam, because the Skirrid, it's actually called the Skirrid Mountain Inn. It was a courthouse years ago. And they used to sentence people and then actually carry out the hangings there as well.
1: Oh, it's like the one-stop shop. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hang-in while you wait.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait, what's the verdict? Guilty? Yep, see you later. Go that way. But they used to do that.
0: There was no sort of incarcerating them. Yeah,
1: they... that, that way for hangings and that way if you're fucking lucky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do you remember we actually felt the beam? Because you can actually feel, I know this is really morbid and gross, but you can actually feel the rope indentations on the beam where it's worn over time with, obviously, the body swinging on it. It's really eerie.
1: And who went, I think I'll buy that and put a pub in it?
0: Well, it's a building. Uh, Here in this country, you know what it's like. I mean, you said to me before that there's certain old buildings where you come from where if it's an old building, they tear it down and that's that.
1: Yeah, they just knock it down.
0: Here, if there's an old building, you're not allowed to knock it down. If it's over a certain age, then... It's protected. The building is there. You either use it or it takes up space and nothing goes there.
1: If I was wanting a pub, I'd be like, Nah, no, 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 no. But a solicitor? Can you imagine that? Having a solicitor in that building. And they're like, come on in. (laughs) We'll help you. That makes more sense to me than a pub. But then, I mean, you know, that's just me.
0: Yeah, but look how much business they get.
1: Yeah, from people like us because you said, "Oh, there's this place I want to take you to where they" and I'm like, "Oh, cool, I really want to go there."
0: <laughs> yeah. And I lifted you up so you could feel the feel the indentations on the beam and everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, but but it's sad, isn't it? That's like a little tourist trap. It is come see where everybody got hung.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's named after the Skirrid Mountain, which is in the background. So it's a really nice sort of area. So anyone who plans on visiting Wales, I recommend you you go into the Skirrid Mountain. And it's only a little pub. Don't expect anything that's big and lavish and everything. But it's a little pub. They do nice food. They got nice beer. And a lot of bikers go there. Actually, every time we went there on a the motorbike, yeah, didn't we? we
1: yeah. <laughs> a
0: lot of bikers go there and and sort of sit down and have a drink and that when they're passing through. So it's it's really nice, friendly environment where people used to die.
1: Where people used to die. <laughs> I, I, I I was listening to you, but that kind of whizzed by, and then all of a sudden I went, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, no. Like
0: usually when you listen to me, you just pick out the bits you want to hear.
1: Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> But you do that too.
0: I think everyone does, don't they? Tune out until something suddenly piques your interest.
1: Who was it that you said when he got tired of listening to his wife, he'd just take his hearing aids out or something? That was my
0: grandfather. Oh, yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't use to take his hearing aid out. If my nan was talking and nagging him, he would just turn them off. But he would always turn them off when she was looked the other way. And so oh, yeah. he, he would sort of like look at me, give me a wink, and then just go flick and, and turn <laughs> it off. And nan would be going off and he'd be just like smiling.
1: <laughs> oh. I see. Yeah,
0: I can't wait to go deaf. You
1: fuck off. <laughs> Jeez, that's not very nice.
0: Talking about hearing things, we've recently been listening to some podcasts which we wanted to tell you guys about. So first of all, there is the Jason and Mindy podcast. Now they are husband and wife that have been doing podcasts for absolutely ages. They run a podcast network called Low Tree Studios where they've got loads of different podcasts that are on there. But again, like us, it's a husband and wife team. They just talk shit and stuff as well like we do. Not necessarily on the paranormal theme, but they cover absolutely everything. And they've got lots of little segments on there as well. So well worth a listen, guys. Their sound is amazing. They're really good guys. They do it live as well, so you can actually sort of interact with them during the show while they're going out live. So recommend you giving them a listen, guys, if you're interested in listening to another two people talk shit.
1: They probably talk better shit than this one some days. <laughs> well, like I said, they've been doing
0: it for years, so they know their stuff, so they're, they're really good. And the other one, which you should take a listen to, which is actually a show that we're going to be on, on the next episode, I believe, which is Jim Harold and his wife Dar have got a show called Soulmate Stories. Really recommend you giving that a listen as well. As I say, I think that we're on the next episode, but I don't know. That only seems to go out at the moment monthly, but again, well worth a listen. And Jim Harold has been around for years. He is the OG of podcasting and definitely knows his stuff and behind every great man as we've said before is a great woman and Dar certainly knows her stuff and gives some really good input in there as well but the premise of that show is about how people are kind of meeting and what brings them together and how you find your soulmate so a little bit different again to what we do but really nice to listen to and nice uplifting heartwarming stories on that show.
1: You listen to way more podcasts than me.
0: Well, I do a lot more commuting.
1: I like the Seeing Red podcast. That's one of my favorites at the moment and all they talk about is murder and, you know, the stories around how people are murdered, how people get caught, you know, what happens.
0: Yeah, true crime podcast type thing.
1: Yeah, that true crime. Yeah, couldn't yeah. think of it, but yeah, it's yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm I'm on some some medicine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need some of that
1: i think everybody needs some of that yeah. where we'll be a better place and there wouldn't be any reason to have a c in red podcast
0: exactly but then that would be a bad thing because we like the See in red podcast so i
1: do and and i think their names are mark and Bethan, and every wednesday they um do a show about true crime and they kind of alternate which one of them is is gonna tell the story yeah it's really cool it's my favorite at the moment, I mean, you know, it's my second favorite because, you know, this is my favorite.
0: Yeah, but you don't listen to this. We keep going through this.
1: I don't need to listen to it. I'm making it. You do. We,
0: you know. <laughs> okay, fair uh, enough.
1: I don't have to edit it. Don't have to do anything like that. So, uh, you know.
0: You just, yeah, but then see, you don't know what I'm doing to you afterwards.
1: I'm sure Bryce would tell me. You reckon? Mm.
0: Okay. We'll find out. Mm. Maybe. You're going to make me have to listen to. What am I still got to be doing? <laughs> you can do your shit while you listen to the show. That's what I do. Anyway. Literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So Anyway, those are three really decent podcasts. Jason and Mini podcast, the Jim, Harold and Daz soulmate stories, and also Bethan and Mark's Seeing in Red podcast, if you're into true crime as well.
1: So listen, guys, everybody helped us name our uh, little baby alien.
0: Estron.
1: Yeah, he's so good. He is. He never asks for anything. I know. Never gets hungry. Never comes downstairs when you don't want him. He just stays right up here in this little studio and does what he's supposed to do. Exactly. Unlike you. Us, anyway, yeah. so I think we should ask our listeners what we should name our very humble studio. That's
0: actually quite good because Jim Harold has got his spooky studios. Yeah. Jason and Mindy Podcast have their low tree studios. So, so yeah, what that's a good idea. What yeah. should we name our studios?
1: I want a studio.
0: Yeah, we can even, I tell you what, we'll even put it on the door. What do you reckon?
1: I know, we could call it Brains and Dumbass Studios.
0: Yeah, but you you shouldn't put yourself down like that.
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh, right, okay. I'm going to remember that when you're sleeping.
0: Yeah, I know, I worry about that. Mm. You take more drugs to me than when you go to sleep, so when you're out, you're really
1: out. I still fall asleep way before you. I mean, no. Yeah, exactly, thank you. No, you fall asleep (laughs) way before me. That's because I have... See, dumbass. Well, okay, right, okay. Anyway, so send us a few names. That would be lovely because we can't seem to come up with a name. I don't know how my son ever got named. Have a listen to some of those podcasts we just told you about. Try to think of a name for our studio. That would be amazing.
0: Also, if you get a chance, rate us, review us and subscribe wherever you're listening to the show. That would help us greatly
1: well if nothing else it makes us be a little bit more motivated to come up here and
0: exactly regarding estron by the way just another thing heidi from Angelbot 3d is actually doing some more designs for us around our alien and our aliens friends estron's friends that you see on our logo so she's going to be producing some more artwork which is going to go on some more merchandise we've just been granted an amazon merch account Yay! So we're going to be adding stuff to that, and hopefully that's going to be a little bit cheaper than what it currently is on Redbubble, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, come on, y'all. Buy a little T-shirt or something. Tis the season to be jolly. la
0: la 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 We are running a little bit thin on intros for the show, so if you do have a few minutes to spare and a smartphone or something similar, please get onto that voice recorder and record us a little quick intro that would be absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah, go to your favorite pub, drink a few and yeah, send us something funny.
0: We never received any of those singing ones. Remember you asked people to send in singing ones, we didn't get one. Me. You said on a show a couple of episodes ago that people should send us musical intros.
1: Yeah, like a barbershop quartet one. That would be yeah, cool. <laughs> and we haven't received
0: any, so we're still crying out for that. If you've, if oh, you come do
1: that. on, especially these people in Wales, aren't y'all supposed to be, you know, kind of well known for your singing voices in Wales?
0: Hey, I tell you what, I got a good idea as well. Christmas is coming, guys. We all love Christmas. Maybe send us a Christmassy themed intro.
1: Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool, actually. I I
0: think that would be awesome. Yeah. Tis the season to be jolly, but Shelly and Bella are here instead. Welcome to the Weird Wacky Wonderful Stories podcast. Yeah,
1: there you go. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. You can also hit our website, should you wish to do so, to get some more information about the episodes and some of the people that we interview by going to www.weirdwackywonderful.co.uk. If you do want to send us any of those pub names or anything else that you think that we might find interesting, hit that contact page and fill out the form and send us the information. That would be absolutely great. Thank you again to our competition winner, David Burnett. And to Annie from Hungary for her suggestion for Estron, which we are now getting correct. We're now doing it right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And until next time, guys, please do stay weird, weird, wacky wacky and and wonderful. wonderful.